0: All right, everyone, as you heard me say, we are the roadmap. Benzing is NFT show. Quick ask from everyone go ahead, smash that like button, let us know that you are here. Subscribe to Benzing's YouTube channel if you are watching us live right now, and also leave a comment in the chat. Let us know that you're here. Your comments will appear live on screen during today's episode. Also, want to shout out anyone who is watching or listening to this video. After we aired live at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and to all our podcast listeners, we love and thank you for your support as well. And I also want to give a big shout out to today's sponsor, FTX US. They are one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs, no transaction or withdrawal fees from your phone or computer. They offer NFT trading on the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. You can learn more about the FTX app by clicking on the link in the description below and also pinned to the chat. If you have not checked out FTX yet, make sure you go and visit and see what they are all about. And again, a big shout out to FTX, today's show sponsor. And speaking of today's show, it's that time where I bring on co-host Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy?
1: <clears throat> uh, just excited for this one. I'm, I'm ready to learn more about uh, Solana and their whole ecosystem and how they can... of take over the nft space
0: yeah you and me both i mean brian i got my start in nfts from nba top shot right which is on the flow blockchain a different vehicle than uh ethereum right and then i got into nfts on the ethereum blockchain and oh man did i learn quickly what gas fees were right and how you have to pay more than the mint price and that was a real life, uh, you know, learning lesson, and I am excited to hear more about Solana NFTs. Definitely an area I'm excited to get into and diversify my NFT collection, and also hear about, you know, a, a huge difference in fees associated with those NFTs. So yeah, big shout out to our chat, everyone there popping in with the messages. Looks like we got some fans here for today's guest so brian i think it is time that we go ahead and bring on i'm so excited about today's episode we wanted to talk about solana nfts so what better way than to bring on legend so you may know him as solana legend on twitter we know him as legend so welcome to the roadmap legend how you doing today
2: doing great doing great thanks for having me on guys
0: Of course, we're so excited to have you on. Like I said, you know, I I got my start in Top Shot. I got into Ethereum based NFTs. Solana NFTs is a newer area for me. And that's something we started this show with the idea in mind of education, right? Covering the news and the stories of NFTs, but also getting into education and, you know, sharing our knowledge and from industry experts. So, what better way? And to get into Solana NFTs with you today, before we get into the differences between Solana and Ethereum, just wondering if you can give viewers and listeners out there a little bit of background about yourself and how you got started in the NFT sector.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely my background in NFTs, I like to joke about it, but it's not really a joke. I mean, I grew up playing video games like old school RuneScape, World of Warcraft, you know, trading in-game items like Spectral Tigers, holiday items on RuneScape, uh, trading Magic the Gathering cards, and always had that kind of, you know, trading collectible interest since I was very young. So, you know, when I first discovered NFTs, I just, you know, jumped straight into what I've been doing my whole life. And in a lot of ways, I was trading NFTs before they existed. But basically, you know, skip forward a bunch of years, I always studied finance, at college, was working as an investment banker for about four years, uh, kind of typical traditional Wall Street finance background, and discovered Solana first. Uh, My buddy from Cornell, David, put me on. I got in pretty early, but was just a holder at that point, pretty passively just holding the coin. And in August, at the start of August, I minted my first ever NFT, which was Solana Monkey Business. And went down a massive rabbit hole of just building a DAO, uh, going all in, putting my life savings into NFTs, and basically all gas, no breaks.
0: Awesome, yeah, a lot to unpack there, legend. We'll uh, break down some of those key details you shared. So, as I said, you know, we wanted to get into Solana. We actually had a couple comments yesterday. You know, when are we going to hear about Solana NFTs? So for anyone out there who isn't familiar with Solana, can you just give us some of the key differences of Solana NFTs versus Ethereum uh, NFTs?
2: Yeah, definitely. So the first thing people need to know about Solana NFTs is that they're SPL tokens as opposed to ERC-20. So all of the benefits of the Solana blockchain in terms of low fees, uh, you know, instant settlement, kind of really fast transactions, high throughput network, all of them apply to Solana NFTs. In other words, you can transfer $100 to a phantom wallet, and that's enough money for, you know, 40 or 50 years of gas. And uh, people, you know, can really just mint NFTs on the fly. They can use the phantom app, which just came out. There's a really good wallet on Solana called phantom. And it's just really a smooth and seamless um, Kind of experience but it comes at the expense of you know a lot less liquidity and a much newer space so the biggest difference between solana and ethereum nfts is just how new solana nfts are there basically wasn't an ecosystem before august so you know all these tools you guys are used to on ethereum in terms of genie doing analytics all these like awesome you know ecosystem tools you guys have amazing choice of marketplaces it's all very new on solana and kind of, there's a lot less liquidity. So, you know, it's it's kind of like small potatoes NFTs, but it's getting bigger and bigger. I say small potatoes when the market cap of all the NFTs like a billion dollars. So, you know, it's getting bigger pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely hear more about Solana NFTs than I did, you know, when I first started in the sector. So um, for for people out there who maybe don't know what some of the biggest Solana projects are, right? So in terms of Ethereum-based nfts we we hear a lot about crypto punks right one of the first ones it's one of the most valuable ones and we also hear about board ape yacht club a, a lot right it's one of the most valuable one that a lot of celebrities and investors have gotten into so can you break down you know kind of the history of solana nfts what were some of the first ones and what are some of the most valuable ones out there
2: yeah definitely so the first ever nft on solana was creatures it came out in like March or April, it basically has no volume. And it was just a very early expression of like what an NFT could look like on Solana. So it, it's kind of, you know, we tip our hat to the OGs, but they're basically a non, uh, non-functioning project. The first real, real project to burst on the scenes uh, was first Solarians, which was a kind of a robot generative art type little animated pixel art project. But it was very complicated and they kind of struggled to articulate their value proposition. They also had a bonding curve on Mint, which means the Mints were getting more and more expensive. And it kind of you know messed them up. So long story short, the first kind of true NFT mass appeal project on Solana is called Solana Monkey Business, which minted on August 3rd of 2021. And it's a, it's a collection of 5,000 generative um, Monkey... NFTs that are very similar to CryptoPunks in terms of like the pixel style art. Um, These are kind of the OG collection on Solana, the CryptoPunks, if you will. Um, And the community is basically the oldest and most respected builders and NFT OGs on the chain. Uh, The Monkey DAO was the first NFT DAO on Solana. And I I believe it was the second DAO overall. So very, very early days. Minted for about seventy dollars to Solana when Solana was about thirty-five each. And the current floor price is, you know, eighteen or nineteen thousand dollars. It's gone as high as fifty something this year. I think as high as fifty-eight thousand. So pretty crazy return since August. And I was lucky enough to mint a bunch of these.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, when you got into your start and now talking about Solana monkey business, the monkey DAO, right? And DAO is a term that we keep hearing more and more about, right? We were just talking about the Ape DAO on a show um, earlier this week, actually. Um, So can you get into a little bit about monkey DAO? How does that work? Who can be involved? And why are DAOs so important in the NFT industry?
2: Man, DAOs are perhaps the most exciting thing about Web3 right now, um, DAO, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. So what that means is it's a new organizational structure uh, that's fully on chain in terms of governance and in terms of participation. So right now, if you wanted to join the monkey DAO, it would be gated by ownership of an NFT. So basically, you know, if you had... If you have an SMB NFT in your wallet, there's an app called Grape uh, Verification, which will just verify your phantom wallet, you link it, and then it lets you into a gated Discord. Um, For the time being, most DAOs live in Discord just because that's the best we have right now. But what really differentiates a Discord group from a DAO is that in a true DAO, there's a system of on-chain governance. So that means they're using an app like Squads on Solana. I'm not sure what what they're called on Ethereum, but it enables kind of real-time voting and polling and kind of surveys and stuff to actually make governance decisions uh, and decide the future of the organization on-chain. You
1: gotcha. So uh, kind of speaking on um, NFTs as a whole in Solana, Versus Ethereum, but what would you say that makes um, NFTs kind of more accessible on Solana over Ethereum? Sorry, I couldn't get that word out. I think overall, it's just the affordability.
2: Like the 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 game on Ethereum is pretty tough at this point, in the sense that the market's extremely saturated, um, and it's kind of a whale's game, especially if you're talking about the top collections. Like owning a half a million dollar board ape is just completely out of reach for the vast majority of people and the people who are driving the most volume are you know a group of 200 or less people globally right and most of them know each other and it's not to say necessarily there's collusion or anything like that but that's just the nature of the game right now mm-hmm. um but on solana it's so early and, and the space is so in its infancy that the true blue chips are still like in the making like People love to say on Solana, oh, this project's a blue chip and and this and that, but it's really hard to even ascribe that title before years have gone by, you know? Yeah.
1: No, that makes makes total sense. Um, What do you think led to uh, Solana being kind of almost the second uh, runner up to Ethereum over Binance Smart Chain, which Binance Smart Chain is a little bit older and it's pretty much the exact same thing as Ethereum, just a clone and on their own mainnet. But what do you think led to like, more success on Solana over, like, say, Binance Smart Chain?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Binance Smart Chain, it kind of got a bad rap. And I don't want to FUD them or anything. But it kind of got a bad rap for just like a really complicated marketplace where you couldn't really differentiate a good project from a bad one. Yeah. And just the sheer volume of projects on there led people, a lot of people to have like a pretty bad experience early on. In terms of like minting something, not even being able to find a secondary market for it afterwards, and just getting kind of lost in the in the tide. Um, I think one of Solana's biggest competitive advantages has been the Phantom wallet itself, mm-hmm. which is extremely <clears throat> clean and just honestly one of the best wallets. Like period. I've used MetaMask, I've used Terra Station, I've used Near Wallet, I've used a
1: lot of different wallets, and Phantom blows them all out of the water. Yeah, they've been on uh, the Moon or Buzz show. I I actually was co-hosting on that, and then moved over here. But we had him on. Um, we had them on the Moon or Buzz show, and it was fascinating to hear what they had to say, how it all worked. And honestly, it was the the day after Solana. Kind of, uh, um, they had that big. Well, it wasn't really a rug pull, but there was something that happened with the nodes and everything, and the pretty much the blockchain shut down. So it was really cool to have him there to explain why this happened and it wasn't anything crazy. It was just, you know, these things happen sometimes. Um, What do you think about uh, NFT marketplaces popping up um, randomly that are just maybe OpenSea clones, especially for Solana only, and some kind of look a little scammy or people just don't know how to trust them? What do you think about all like, you know, just anyone who can make it and put it on there? yeah i mean it's kind of the wild
2: wild west right now right in terms of like anybody can just put a dev team together and say hey we're going to bring this or we're going to be focused on one of one art or we're going to be focused on this and they're kind of all kind of vying for market share positioning there's already been like a ton of marketplaces like salon art uh magic eden digital eyes uh exchange art form function a new one that just came out uh they're all decentralized so like It's just a different approach now that I've joined FTX. One of the reasons why I did was just because FTX has such a long-term view of crypto that I knew they weren't going away. Like these guys are going to be onboarding the next, you know, hundreds of millions of people to crypto and to be able to have the continuity to build at a place where like, you know, FTX is incredibly well funded and successful with their own exchange and to have that security to like, just build on a marketplace that's not you know that the whole business and the whole ship isn't riding on like the one you know product was one of the big factors that uh that kind of convinced me to come over and also like you know use the marketplace myself
0: perfect yeah so that's going to segue into the next question here you know we we've been talking a lot about FTX of course they're the sponsor of today's episode and the show now and you you talk about accessibility and I want to hear more about, you know, people who maybe have never bought an NFT before. How easy is it to, you know, sign up, get an FTX account and start minting, you know, Solana or Ethereum NFTs with that app?
2: It's super easy. And one of the big advantages is that we cater to like a lot of different users. So if you already have Sol in in a wallet, You know, somewhere like even a non-custodial wallet like Phantom, you know, pretty soon you're going to be able to just transfer. I mean, you can already transfer it in, but pretty soon you'll be able to connect your wallet. Uh, But the easiest way is honestly just to sign up for an account on FTX.US, do KYC Level 1, which is just a quick, you know, social driver license. Boom, you're in. Then you can purchase you know, Solana directly with a credit card.
0: Uh, I'll keep talking here, Legend. If you can hear me, just pop in whenever. I'm um, back. I'm
2: back. Sorry, guys. There
0: we go. There we go. All <laughs> yeah, right. The legend, the legend has returned. Sorry. Right? I'm
2: sorry about that. Like, just rugged. No problem. Like, we have a really complex, like, security system with VPNs and all this stuff that we have to have on at all times. So, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. But, yeah, sorry. definitely, like super excited like just the easiest way honestly is just buying soul right there in your FTX um account and you can trade on our NFT marketplace directly with ethereum or soul and that way you know you can have a, a centralized exchange it looks like his connection's gone
0: yep i think we lost him again so yeah i'll just, I'll just ramble on again for a minute until we get legend back uh, i i'm pretty good at that uh so Brian yeah i got my start you know top shot right and it was you could you could buy a pack with the credit card, right? How easy is that, right? When you can just, you know, buy it, you don't have to worry about the, the fees. So I, I love that. Legend, do we do we have you back again?
2: Yeah, I'm back. Oh man, that's awesome. No, nope. really tough, man.
0: No problem. Well, uh, thanks for breaking down FTX. Let me get into the next question. That's actually about FTX. So we said on the show earlier this week, right? One of the things we're always trying to remind our viewers and listeners about is some upcoming uh, mints or drops, right? And we have one this Friday and it's very exciting because it's from FTX and it is the Coachella NFTs. And this is really cool because it's actually the first time Coachella has ever offered lifetime passes to that music festival through these new one-of-one collection of 10 NFTs. But what I really like is there's also two other series with lower price points to maybe get some new people into the space. So can you give us some more background and information on that Coachella drop that's happening tomorrow?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it's three collections that are going to be featured. The first one is a Sights and Sounds collection, which is going to be 10,000 NFTs at $60 each. And it's going to be 10 combinations of these awesome, like, soundscapes and photos that are just amazing audiovisual pieces that are just looping and, like, They're also redeemable for a physical art print. So it's a lot of value for 60 bucks. That's gonna be the Sights and Sounds collection. Then we're gonna have a little bit more expensive one called the Desert Reflections Collection, which is a commemorative 20 year history piece. That's gonna be, again, one of 10 digital renditions of a Coachella poster by an artist called Emic. And these are, you know, redeemable for physical copies. And the photographs go back all the way to 1999. So, it's like that 20 year history commemorative aspect that's sweet. But then, the real crown jewel of the collection and the one that people are most hyped for on social media is going to be the Coachella Keys collection, which is just 10 keys that grant you lifetime access to Coachella. In other words, a pass to the festival every single April for the rest of your life, as well as virtual experiences. And you get a credit of, you know, towards food and drinks when you're there, all kinds of unique stuff like backstage access and just basically like the ultimate ticket for any like diehard Coachella fan is going to be wanting to pick one of these up. Because if you think about the lifetime value of, you know, passes every year, plus the unique stuff that you can get access to, you know, if you're, you know, 20 something years old, use it for 30, 40 years, then you can sell it like it's just crazy. So it's a really interesting use case and, a early real life activation for, uh, for Coachella.
0: Love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for that drop tomorrow. Uh, thanks for breaking that down for us. You know, again, three different collections. I, I like, you know, the varying price points and then also the auction of those keys. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna be bidding on the keys uh, just because I don't think I have enough to match what people may be bidding. But I mean,
1: no.
0: I recognize no. the value. I mean, the, the fact that you're getting lifetime access, you're getting some of these VIP perks, and then also the virtual experiences, which I mean, who knows what that could mean in the future as Coachella expands. So uh, Legend, Brian and I tried to guess yesterday, throw out some estimates maybe of where we saw those key prices going. I don't know if you're able to since you're uh, working with FTX here, but any predictions or thoughts maybe on what these 10 keys end up selling for?
2: Man, oof. I don't know. It's like I don't have a crystal ball, but I know it's one of the top festivals in the world, and it's one of the biggest events in the U.S. behind the Super Bowl. So just thinking about you know, how hard it is to get tickets to begin with, to have you know secured access for the rest of your life and never have to worry about ticketing or wait lists or you know waking up at 5 a.m. and pressing the button faster than anybody, I think this will go for hundreds of thousands. I mean, don't quote me on that. It's not investment advice at all. Do your own research, guys. But I, man, I would be <clears throat> shocked if these things don't trade on the primary for at least hundreds of thousands. And, you know, maybe on the secondary, once some of these utilities get more fleshed out, who knows, could be even millions. Yeah, like yeah. Humphrey
1: Yang in our chat said the, about the amount that I said yesterday, 500K minimum to like, yep. you know, a couple million at the top. And, <clears throat> you know, it, it does sound outrageous, but it's, it's crazy how things go in, the, in this space.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was my guess yesterday was uh, six digits. Um, Brian was on the higher end saying, uh, you know, in the millions. And I think really somewhere in in that range, I think is what we're going to see for those keys. So uh, Legend, thanks for for giving your take there again, not financial advice. Uh, We always stress that on the show, but I mean, it's great utility and great use case there um, if you're able to get one of those keys. Uh, Legend, I want to turn for a sec, you know, we're we're Benzinga, right? We started as a stock market news site. We've evolved over the years, offered lots of other projects, and, you know, obviously now covering cryptocurrency and NFTs. So one of the things I learned covering the stock market and investing myself is diversification, right? So within the crypto and the NFT space, is there a, a case maybe made for people to diversify and have, you know, some Ethereum NFTs, some Solana NFTs and some NFTs on other blockchains? Is that something, uh, you know, that you kind of think uh, people should at least educate themselves and look into?
2: Yeah, definitely. No doubt. I mean, I think that's a really good approach. Um, it's good to take like high conviction bets, in my opinion, like this is not investment advice, but I like to kind of bet pretty big on a project when I'm, you know, very confident in the team and you know i see big upside but what you mentioned is exactly i think the right approach in terms of you know having a good kind of foundation of you know savings plus you know maybe some equities and cryptocurrency holdings from various chains and then in terms of nfts diversification can can prove to be very big because you know if you get in early to a layer 1 chain like solana near luna You can scoop some NFTs that are part of the chain's history and then basically ride the wave and ride the success of that chain with kind of a multiplier on it. Because, you know, to the extent that Solana becomes a great, you know, layer one in the world, well, obviously, like the first PFP on Solana is going to do pretty well. Right. So it could even outperform outperform the coin, (laughs) like not investment advice, but it could happen. And that's kind of what I see like sophisticated investors in the NFT space doing is going to chains like Near, going to chains like Luna and buying uh, NFTs really early on just to make an asymmetric bet. You know, if this chain really blows up, I'm exposed to it. Yeah.
0: Love it. So, you know, you mentioned maybe uh, being early, Legend, and that's something, you know, we talk a lot about in the crypto space and the NFT space, right, is being early well, something that's happened over the past couple months, uh, you know, in a rapid pace is celebrities and athletes getting into NFTs, right? And a lot of them, you know, are getting in now after some people, you know, were already in and exposed to the space. So turning back to Solana, ha- has, have Solana NFTs seen heavy interest from, you know, some of these celebrities and athletes? Or is that something that's going to continue over time and maybe prove that we're still early to some of these Solana NFTs?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Ethereum continues to dominate in terms of volume and liquidity. And that's what we've seen on the marketplace as well, right? So like at FTX, we offer gas-free trading. So you can trade Ethereum NFTs without gas. And that's been a huge, huge selling point for us uh, relative to like open seas of the world. But you know, you whereas you see like A celebrities buying board apes or you know a certain company buying them for them, you know on Solana it's a little bit more you know slow. We definitely have seen some major celebrities come in like uh, Steve Aoki, Dylan Francis, you know major artists um, and 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 athletes as well, like just coming in, but they're kind of waiting in slowly. I feel like mm, Ethereum is still top of mind and. It's just more proof that Solana is still in, its, in in its infancy really.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I saw a, a couple <clears throat> of mean, uh, people mention uh, Shaq in the chat and I was looking at his Twitter and it looks like he's gotten into some uh, Solana projects as well. So uh, nice call out there on celebrities. I mean, that's something we obviously track being you know a, a media site and also you know covering on this show. So we're always uh, interested in hearing more on that space. Brian, I think over to you here.
1: Yeah. um, So um, with the Coinbase Coinbase launch,
0: do you think that's going to
1: help Solana and their NFT platforms? Because we think that you know it's going to kind of they're going to compete with OpenSea, and in my opinion, that it's going to maybe open it up to these newer uh, other chains where the gas price isn't so high, or it's not like so saturated with different um, projects everywhere. Well, I guess he's gone, but. Well, what do you think, Chris? What, what, um,
0: oh, well, no. I'm muted. I was like, Perfect. I'm muted. We lost Legend again. Yeah. <laughs> it I know part there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's an argument that we've been making for a while, right? Is that, well, it looks like maybe we got Legend back. Um, is that you know the the Coinbase launch and having you know like FTX right where it's easier because you already can buy crypto right on the platform I, I think versus OpenSea where you know you have to connect your wallet you have to have crypto in your wallet in order to to purchase Legend were you able to hear that last question or should Brian repeat it here
2: Yes I was uh, so yeah I think on that point like definitely it's a big it's a big advantage to to be able to just buy and trade and do everything in one place especially as you know, FTX continues to build out its platform, right? It's, it's not just going to be crypto. It's going to be stocks. Eventually it's going to be everything. So it's kind of like that one-stop shop where you can, you know, do everything you need to do in terms of DeFi, NFTs, crypto and equities in one place, which I think is a strong selling point in a world where there's like an app for everything and I have to download an app for a calendar and, you know, I have to switch applications
1: 24-7. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I totally understand that. Um, <clears throat> sorry. It's been, the allergies are killing me over here. It's, uh, I don't know, it's cold and snowy everywhere else, but in Tennessee, it's just still just nonsense. It's awful. So uh, how much time do you spend in Discords a day? Are you a big active member in like uh, Discord or other social medias like Twitter?
2: Oh, man. Uh yeah, I definitely have been extremely active since since August. Like the first time I ever used Twitter was a day of the Solana <laughs> Monkey Business mint. I had never used it before, and I totally like. Yeah, I mean,
0: how oh, you the, balance
1: it between all your projects that you? Yeah, do.
2: I mean, the short answer is I spend more time in Twitter and Discord than I care to admit. Like it's it's really <laughs> embarrassing, actually. You'll have that. I, I can understand that. It's hard um, to balance, though, like yeah. the real life responsibilities of like work relationships and like it's just like such a time consuming thing. But it's so exciting that I, I find myself like so hard to like even look away. And when I when I miss like one day, I go to like the doctor or whatever, and I miss like one day, it feels like I've missed like weeks of events. I don't know if you guys have feel the same. No. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I went on vacation.
0: I I went to Disney um, a couple weeks ago and oh man, like it was so hard to take that break, to like go to the parks, you know, obviously uh, a fun vacation, hanging out with my family, but then like you go and you look at discord and see the number of notifications and then the numbers and it just kind of messes with you mentally. And like, sometimes you almost have to take a break, but if you ever take a break, getting back in is just like so overwhelming. So it's, it's insane. And I mean, I would say that, you know, between Twitter and discord, I also would be probably embarrassed to admit at the amount of time that I spend, but it's necessary to be able to keep up with, you know, this sector and really uh, dive in. So uh, it's what I do. You're absolutely yeah, right. though. It.
2: It's so necessary. Like if, 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 if it's like, if you're objective about the NFT game, it really is just like a war of information and like whoever has like access to, you know, better information and who's a little bit quicker and that sort of thing is going to have a huge edge. Mm
1: -hmm. With mine, if you look at my uh, screen time on my phone or on my computer, I mean, it's basically just 24 hours a day. It's nonstop because, you know, this part of the job revolves around finding news and then finding other people to do spaces, learning about them and finding projects to talk about or invest in. And then before that, it was all about altcoins. And when I was big into trading, I mean, you're stuck in your phone trading or doing something at all times. It's it's kind of rough on your eyes and your psyche for a little bit. I've made a lot of hard stops, but I also don't have, you know, I don't have to be on the socials or people are depending on me to do so. So that's kind of nice. Um, yeah, for sure. One uh, thing that we wanted—I wanted to ask you—is if you could like name your top five projects. They can be on any chain. Um, what would they be, and how would you kind of rate them? You know, big or small—it doesn't really matter. Don't don't just think. You know, yeah, only um, games, But yeah, definitely. I don't know if my connection is solid. You're good, or you kind of lagged out.
0: Oh man, he said, "Is my connection good?" And I heard him perfect. And then uh. right after he said, "Good." I think we lost him again. So uh, I'll just hit back on, you know, the Discord and the Twitter. I mean, Brian, I think, you know, we we talk about that a lot. And obviously, you know, if you want to be in the NFT space, crypto space, you got to spend a lot of time. You got to kind of commit to it. But, but also, you know, make sure that you're able to, you know, balance everything else. It looks like we got Legend back. Okay,
2: I'm back, guys. <laughs> I heard I did hear the entire question. Okay, you go good? for yeah. it. And then i opened my mouth to answer and i got rugged i know you said is my
0: connection good and it was it was perfect and then after the word good it cut out and i was like (laughs) oh man it's like he'd like jinxed it
2: man honestly like my top five i i mean this is obviously like i'm extremely biased right because i hold these projects so like Mm -hmm. take it with a grain of salt and none of this is investment advice but i'd say number one it's probably solana monkey business just because it's my first nft it's the crypto punks of solana Extremely bullish on a five thousand collection as opposed to ten thousand restricted supply. Some of the top people in the world already have one. Steve Harvey has one. Steve Aoki, Dylan France, it's like all these famous people are in. Extremely undervalued relative to Ethereum NFTs. Like in ETH terms, I think it's like what is it eighteen divided by two point six? It's like six or seven ETH for one of these, which is like for such a historically significant NFT. It's it's kind of a joke. Um, and after that, I'd say probably number two, really bullish on champions. It's my current PFP it's 222 supply. It's a really exclusive community of like top people on Solana and just like bullish on such a small group of people that can actually do like weekly calls and get together and do something special on the chain, uh, where everyone like almost knows each other and begins to work as a team and kind of like a brain trust after that I'd say man it's a tie like I'm really bullish on soul gods they are a really top project in terms of like just their design it's a fine art pfp but they have one of the most amazing communities on solana a team that's like just unrelenting that just never stops and they're very affordable they're like six soul each I think that's you know really underrated and uh I don't know. I feel like apart from those three, those are like my three that I'm most bullish on. There's another one called Photo Finish Game, which is a horse racing simulator, which is really cool because it's like the Zed Run of Solana when Mm -hmm. Zed Run is really like meant to be done on a chain like Solana where it's super fast and instant settlement, low transaction fees. So Zed Run is obviously on Polygon, but I do believe Solana is an even better chain than Matic for this one. And the team is super stacked. They're all EA sports guys with like 20 years of game experience. They already have a working horse racing simulator that they licensed to CNBC or one of these news channels. And I'm just like super bullish on their team in general. But that's kind of a long-term play because obviously building a game is is pretty risky and Mm -hmm. there's execution and design risk and stuff. And my last project that I'm bullish on probably is just the Boryoku Dragons. They're like, Honestly, pretty like crazy community in terms of alpha. They're the highest floor on Solana currently, kind of like the Cyber Kongs of Seoul. Um, but yeah, I, I think like between those five, that's, that's, pr- that's pretty much what I'm most bullish on currently.
1: <clears throat> awesome. That pretty much sums it up. Those are, yeah, I, I've, I've actually now pulled up each one of those projects. So I'm going to dive into them.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I was just pulling up Photo Finish, uh, and we got a question uh, from Bruno in the chat who really wanted to hear you talk about that project. So I'm happy that you got into it. But, Legend, uh, I actually was in Zed Run, um, you know, probably, I mean, not the early, early days, but uh, along the way. And then I kind of lost interest and, you know, stopped doing it. So, uh, but I loved the concept, right? So tell me a little bit more about uh, Photo Finish. How long has that been around? And maybe what's the, the prices here for people to get started with that game?
2: Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty old in terms of Solana. And, and by old, I mean it's like a few months old. So it's, it's mm. comical, right? But I think the the, the male studs, so the, the stylish studs minted on the, I think in September, October, it might have been October <clears throat> timeframe, for like 0.7 soul. So they literally went for like 70 bucks each. And they're trading for like seven, six or seven Solana each. And then a second collection came out was partially airdropped, partially minted called the fine fillies. And there's about 5,000 of those, I believe. And, or maybe even less, I think it may be 2,500. But anyways, you, you, you basically breed a stylish stud with a fine filly and that creates a gen zero thoroughbred racehorse. So this is the one you actually use to race and breed and trade in the game. And then all the Gen ones will breed amongst themselves and create the Gen, like or Gen zero will create the Gen one and Gen two and subsequent generations. So it's the start of the bloodline, which gives a huge opportunity because a fine filly is like twenty five soul because they're breedable once, so they're more valuable. But basically, you got to try to like get a good rarity like filly with a high ra- like a good rarity stud, start the bloodline right, and then just start breeding and racing from there.
0: Awesome. I, I'm going to have to dive more into that. Uh, Brian, maybe we uh, start a, uh, a a horse racing group here and uh, yeah. uh, get something going. So <clears> like <throat> I said, <throat> I mean, I, yeah, I love Zed Run. I love the concept, but uh, I'm always interested in, you know, different projects. And I really like the, the explanation there, um, you know, and the, the breeding concept and all that stuff. You know, I'm someone who has watched some horse racing, gone to some horse races, bet on some ponies before. So, I mean, I like the the you know the evolution and the digital side of that world too so uh legend before we let you go we we did have some questions from the chat and you know uh, again you you touched on the photo finish one we did get one earlier um talking about uh open again i know obviously we're, we're talking a lot about ftx here but Uh, Can Solana NFTs be sold on OpenSea? Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, where Solana NFTs can be bought and sold and some of the differences there?
2: Yeah, so currently they cannot be traded on OpenSea yet. I think they're working on something, but not exactly sure what the timeline is on that. I think it's like in progress. Uh, But aside from that, obviously you can buy them on FTX.us. Just sign up easy, quick and easy. We have like a selection of all the Solana blue chips, plus Ethereum, plus a lot of other collections, not just the blue chips. Um, aside from that, I think the prevalent marketplace is like Magic Eden, which is decentralized. That's where bulk of the trading happens. And uh, yeah, that those are like the two main places essentially on Seoul. Uh, if you're in the market for like really specific fine art stuff, it may be a different exchange, like exchange art or form function, which just came out. But yeah, pretty much um, that's those are what the options are and they're not super established yet. So interested to see how OpenSea kind of changes the mix in terms of, you know, taking market share, but also like bringing a lot of liquidity and eyes onto it. So I think it's a net positive for everybody.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, uh, Legend, I think that's going to do it. We're out of questions. I don't see any more from the chat here. I am going to drop your Twitter handle in the chat again for anyone who doesn't already follow you. Um, but uh, this has been great. I'm looking forward to having you back on the show, of course, if you are willing to come back on, because I know there's more we can get into, more mints we can talk about. And maybe next time you come back, Brian and I have a whole portfolio you know, full of horses and Solana NFTs to show off to you. So uh, aside from Twitter, where else can people, you know, see and hear more from you? Do you do any uh, Twitter spaces? And I know you're active in some of those discords. Is there a way to uh, get more education or hear from you other places? Uh,
2: Honestly, the Twitter, Twitter is the best for me. But aside from that, I do uh, biweekly spaces on FTX uh, US NFTs, Twitter, So we have a verified NFTs Twitter and yeah, I run the spaces there and definitely also in the FTX Discord, I hang out sometimes. So feel free to reach me on any three of those and always happy to chat. I talk about this stuff for fun. So definitely like hit me up again. I'm super open to coming back on the show.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, I think Brian and I would both love to have you back. And we'll definitely tune into those Twitter spaces um, to hear more about FTX. So Legend, again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, joining us on today's episode. And we look forward to talking to you soon.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, guys. And best of luck in your trades and, and everything you guys are doing.
0: Thank you. You as well. All right. Well, Brian, I mean, oh man, a lot to unpack there. That was so much fun. As I said, I wanted to get educated about Solana NFTs, right? And guess what? I did. I feel like I know Solana NFTs now. I feel like I know the OGs. I I know some newer projects. I know some horses. So I know what I want to get into, and I'm definitely going to be checking out some of these Solana projects um, you know of course on that uh FTX app um you know which again if people are not familiar with check out in the description below um that FTX app uh, and you can get ethereum or Solana nfts I'm gonna be buying some horses I don't know about you Brian but uh what I do you what will. do you think from this interview in Solana nfts
1: I'm all about them I mean there's so much like you said it, it they're these projects are ancient compared to, you know, crypto and everything, but they're brand new. So there's a lot of time to run. Five years from now, <clears throat> no one's going to really realize that Solana was any different from Ethereum, you know. So, I, you know, it just keep looking at them and keep growing. And I think that there's so much upside and potential for all of these projects and Solana as a whole
0: definitely all right well shout out thanks to everyone in the chat it looks like everyone loved this interview we're getting a lot of thank yous out there so again if you're new here the show airs 2 p.m eastern time tuesday wednesday thursday live on benzinga's youtube you can also watch this after it airs right here on youtube and it's also available as a podcast definitely uh, hit a like on the stream and also subscribe to benzinga's youtube channel if you have not already For those of you who have never tuned in, we also like to cover the news at the end of the show after our interview. So, Brian, I want to get into a couple news items I saw and I actually wrote about for Benzinga today. Uh, Up first, we have news that uh, Yuga Labs, the the parent company behind uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, of course, uh, Board Ape Kennel Club, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, could be valued at $5 billion with a new funding round. Um, this is pretty interesting, right? But also I hear $5 billion. And that sounds like a lot. But I also know there's a lot of companies out there valued at 5 billion. And I would rather own shares of board ape if they were publicly traded, because I feel like they've got a lot of growth ahead and an exciting future. What do you think $5 billion rumored valuation uh, for board apes parent company here?
1: I mean that's that's a crazy number. It, it doesn't seem so small though because we're talking about crypto and you know we have so many people in the crypto space that are worth billions of dollars and they got there within the last couple years which so it's like it, it's it doesn't have that punch as it used to but if you really think about it and look at all the zeros and look at how much money like a normal person has made and it's crazy amount. With that all that like the whole evaluation and maybe the the investor and everything like that with yugo labs it's almost unlimited potential with what can come from that so they also have a you know a marketing director or a uh what was it? how how was it said um a talent agent i guess a talent representative
0: a talent rep to do some media deals yeah so, so there, there's more coming you know, so uh-huh. yeah I, I I'm excited to hear more about that. And we'll see if that $5 billion amount really happens. Again, that's a rumor right now. Um, Brian, we talked, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday, right? Was like about, the past couple days, yeah. About Disney, right? And, and I said, Disney needs to get more into NFTs, right? And I said that maybe they were working quietly behind the scenes, right? And we just hadn't heard about it yet. Well, then, of course, we shared in these Benzinga channels that we got news yesterday that Disney had a job posting for NFTs. So on their career site, they are hiring a business development manager for the Parks Experiences and Products business segment. And in that job description, it says you will help lead Disney's efforts in the NFT space, including monitoring the evolving marketplace, setting category strategy, and managing key partners. And it said also to find incremental revenue opportunities. And they didn't stop just there, Brian. That was the new post. I dug in and I searched the word NFT on all their career listings. And there was four total. So we had that new one. And then there's also one for a person at Hulu, right? The streaming platform Hmm. that says, focus on how Hulu as a brand can break through into other spaces outside of streaming, including music, gaming, NFTs, crypto, and the metaverse. Then they also have a person they want for the Disney music group that mentions emerging technologies, including augmented reality, virtual reality, and NFTs, and also ESPN, the sports giant, is hiring interns for this summer, and it, they want people who have a strong understanding of new technologies in the industry, including NFTs, cryptocurrency, <clears throat> and blockchain. Brian, I, I mean, we we called it right. I want to oh, yeah. I want to go ahead and get a little pat on mm-hmm. the back there. But uh, they also said in one of those posts that the person would join the Walt Disney Company NFT committee. So they already have a committee. So they're clearly working on it. We just haven't gotten the full details. But I think in a couple months, Disney's going to start putting out these uh, news items and start launching some big NFT items. What do you you, uh, make of all this?
1: I mean, everything you said is true. I I, want to say, uh, Disney, if you somehow find this, you got two guys right here, (laughs) right, right over there. I can't get yeah. I can
0: always point the wrong direction. <laughs> I always have to, like, think, You have to think uh, about it.
1: Um, yeah, two people to consult for you right now. Uh, just really ready and willing and able. Just let us know when. Let's make this happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. Ethereum. I, Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I just want to hear, you know, more about it. I really just can't wait till the day where I wake up and there's a press release from Disney, right? And it's Disney is launching a collection of mm. Star Wars NFTs or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be huge. I'm going to write about it and I'm going to buy some and it, it's just going to be exciting times. So, I mean, well, like
1: you uh, can make it to where your crypto wallet, you have the NFT in there and maybe that's your access to be able to watch all the Star Wars whenever you want, that kind of thing. That would be really cool. Yeah,
0: definitely. So many, there's
1: so many possibilities.
0: I just wanted to follow up. There was a question here in the chat from Tokenizer of Carbon. That's a name I recognize, a longtime viewer here. Wanted to know the link to the horse racing we talked about, so I went ahead and dropped the link there for photo finish, horseracing.com, where you can check out that Solana-based horse racing game that i know i will be spending way too much time on later and researching that project and buying some horses um but yeah tokenizer there's that link again not financial advice um we're we're starting to run out of time here brian i do know that we have some launches happening one that caught my eye today at 4 p.m eastern time Uh, it's called raid party it's a uh uh, play to earn game on chain, I believe. Um, the public sale is today at four. They already started um, selling some of their pre-sale, which had strong reception. They've got over 106,000 followers on Twitter, including a lot of people that I also follow. Um, their Discord is large. This is a MMO game right? Which is something we're seeing in the NFT space. So I'll be checking that out at four o'clock. I believe they're doing a reservation system, Brian. So there won't be a gas war. You'll go to the site and you'll That's essentially, good. you know, click a button that you want to buy one. And then I think it'll be a lottery or first come serve. Mm-hmm. And whoever gets, gets it, will have a mint day it. or a couple days to mint it. So, uh, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, but that's when I'm watching. We also have the Cool Pets launch happening, but that has been delayed. Um, But keep an eye out on that one. We won't be back with the show until Tuesday. So I'm guessing by then we will have seen that mint. And Brian, I know you've got a calendar alert set, but just a reminder out there for all our viewers and listeners, the Coachella NFTs launch tomorrow. I'm Eastern time. So I call it 1 p.m. Eastern time. Um, It's 10 a.m. Pacific time. So whatever time zone you are, make sure you check it out. Three different collections. I I won't be doing the auction, but I will be trying to get the the $60 and the $180 Mm -hmm. pieces most likely. And we'll see how quickly those sell out. Um, But I am very excited about this drop. What do you think, Brian?
1: Oh, I am too. I I want to go back. I think we talked about the NFL uh, dropping their NFTs yesterday. And yep. they at five o'clock 5 p.m eastern they dropped the Super Bowl ones and the I almost bought a Rams one for like 299 or 140 however much it was I think it was 249
0: 249 I think yeah yeah
1: i I almost clicked it I got distracted and walked away from my computer and totally forgot after it like I had everything ready to go I was gonna get it and I just totally forgot come in the next morning and uh I mean this morning and check it out they're they've they're selling for like two grand at yeah. now I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, the thing with the NFL one. ones is uh, they've definitely raised their prices as they went, right? I remember when they did the regular season ones, they were $10. I was able to actually buy some of those and sell some of those for a decent profit. Then they started launching the ones in the playoffs. Then, as you said, the cost was higher, right? A couple hundred. Now the Super Bowl won 249 I will say, though, there is... A, They are giving away NFTs to everyone who attends the Super Bowl. So that is a lot of people, which means there will also be a lot that people can sell on the secondary after the game. So I'm curious to see what the prices are for that. And this year's Super Bowl is in Los Angeles. So they are also launching a commemorative ticket for each of the previous seven Super Bowls that were in Los Angeles. Those are going to drop every day starting, I believe saturday this weekend um i don't know the price i would guess probably 249 just like the super bowl ones brian talked about um but those are kind of cool because it'll be a piece of history right past super Mm -hmm. bowls that took place in los angeles and if you're want to hear more about super bowl and nfts next week we will be doing a full episode or at least a portion of an episode talking about some of these super bowl nfts some rumors we've heard what nfts maybe could benefit from the super bowl will we see some super bowl commercials related to nft and crypto we'll get into all of that in a future episode but uh Brian, I think that's going to do it. I mean, what a huge show, right? A great education segment, some great, you know, projects to look at. I know I learned some like horse racing, of course, that I'm going to go check out. So shout out again to today's guest legend. I know the chat loved him. Uh, So give him a follow on Twitter. You can find that in the description below, Brian, anything else before we head out for the rest of the week? And we won't be back until uh, next Tuesday.
1: Yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna be looking at the horses. Um, I'm also going to be uh, got a calendar reminder for Coachella because the NFL one isn't eh, whatever. I missed it. Okay, this one I'm not gonna miss. There's nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that this happens. So I'm very excited about it.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, you heard it. Not financial advice, but Brian is ready to go get some Coachella NFTs. Well, that's gonna be
1: me. I'm gonna keep it.
0: And that is, yeah, yeah, I mean, so we will check back in next week and update everyone on that Coachella drop and let everyone know. But uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Everyone stay tuned. We got pre-market prep at the close coming up soon where you will get Joel and Spencer breaking down the day of stock headlines. I saw someone ask about stocks in the chat. That's where you want to be. You can hear about the top movers today and also about crypto And then coming up at four o'clock today, we have a special show dedicated to cannabis. And there is talk, Brian, of federal legalization of cannabis. And I know that's been a hot topic over the years. It Mm -hmm. looks like we're moving that direction. And if we do, what stocks should you be looking at? We'll find out at four o'clock today on what that means for the cannabis industry from Benzinga Cannabis Experts. So uh, I know I'll be listening to uh, that to, to Uh, find out more, but uh, everyone take care and we will see you next week.